What's up, Fight fans? This is Coach Frank of the Bullet Club for Life, and you are listening to the FFL podcast on FFL Plus because it's just too sweet. guys welcome back to the fight forever league podcast i'm your host max and i'm here today with my esteemed co-host leader of the nwo wolfpack for life and that is john scarmato john welcome back to the show max what's up man we're back man i i am so excited for this episode yeah very special episode uh today is the mid-season award show john we're handing out uh, some crow copies today, man. Well, oh my we're, god, we're, we're we're handing out some uh, hypothetical crow copies. If the season was to end today, you'd receive these awards. But instead, uh, each winner of a hypothetical crow copy today receives a fifteen dollar gift certificate to uh, Tejas de Brazil. Believe it. Oh, or not. excellent. So, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um. We've got some new categories for this award show. Uh, we're not going to be doing all of the awards that we will be doing at the actual award show to end the season. Um, and some of those that you will see at the award show to end the season are poster of the year, video of the year, submission of the year, knockout of the year, and event of the year. We're not going to be handing out any mid-season awards for those. Uh, but we have plenty of awards to hand out, John, so we should get started because I feel like this is going to be uh, definitely a longer episode. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Let's go. All right. Award number one is a brand new award to this season, and it is Prospect of the Year. Prospect of the Year will be handed out to a fighter with four or less appearances on the season. And we're actually going to begin with some honorable mentions, John. Uh, the first honorable mention is none other than Cain Velasquez. Cain Velasquez, of course, uh, returned uh, just a couple months ago to the Bullet Club to home. He was a free agent, made his debut against Junior Dos Santos, and uh, ended up winning that fight and is 1-0. and uh, I think his prospects are high this season. I think Cain has a chance to be... Uh, a very good heavyweight. We've seen him, you know, have one of the longest runs as heavyweight champ in the Miracle Crow Cop League, John. Yeah, and a former elite fighter in the MCC, uh, heavyweight champion at one point, um, really exploded onto the scene last year in season one. And of course, him being re-signed by none other than the Bullet Club. I mean, it was just absolute poetry to see. And he gets off to a, a quick win and I'm really excited to see what Cain Velasquez does in the league. I know that um, obviously there's a lot of competition at heavyweight, but there's something really special and it's hard to put my finger on what it is, uh, but it's, there's something really special about Cain Velasquez in the hands of Franklin and the Bullet Club. Absolutely. Um, another interesting side bit about the Bullet Club is they did recently sign Tai Tuivasa going to be interesting to see if maybe uh, Kane is 
um, put on the back burner there, or does he continue to rage on as a top heavyweight for Bullet Club? Uh, next up, Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie uh, coming off of a couple of tough losses, one to um, Michelle Watterson, and the next to Joanna Janjacek, uh, but came out quickly 2-0 and for Savage Joes. Um, and who could forget that first loss that we mentioned to Michelle Watterson? What a five r- fight! A five round, five round decision. Uh, it was three to two, super, super close. Um, Michelle, a great submission artist, and uh, in the hands of Trevor, we know that can be dangerous. So I think her prospects still remain high as well. Couldn't agree with you more there, uh, Mackenzie Dern. For, for her to do what she did against Michelle Watterson in a very close decision, right? It wasn't a unanimous decision. It wasn't a 4-1. It was a 3-2. And it could have been, you know, 3-2 the other way. It was such a fantastic fight. Michelle Watterson this year has, um, you know, of course, has since been traded. But in the hands of the corporation, Michelle Watterson was a world beater. Definitely someone who played above her, her card. And uh, for for Trevor uh, and the Savage Joes to be able to take Dern to the brink of uh, a title was was pretty incredible. So absolutely deserves to be an honorable mention. Yeah, absolutely. Next up, uh, Davis and Figueredo as an honorable mention. Um, two and one on the year, one and zero oh for um, the corporation right now, making his debut against John Dodson. I think he's got uh I think he's got some interesting matchups at flyweight that I can't wait to see play out. And uh yeah, I'm definitely high on um Figgy here. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Figgy is is one of those fighters that uh didn't get a lot of shine early in the year. He's been on a couple of fight teams, finds himself uh in the corporation uh and is poised to go on a run here. Like you said, flyweight has a lot of interesting matchups. A lot of a lot of fighters that, um, again, outside of Brandon Moreno, haven't been the most consistent at flyweight. Right? We've seen some fighters like TJ Dillashaw and Henry Cejudo had their moments, but none able to really string together consistent success like a Brandon Moreno. But Brandon Moreno is is in a situation where there's a lot of contenders at flyweight, and uh, and I think Figgy is going to be one of those where we could see a uh, we could see a heated rivalry uh, pretty soon on that front. Yeah, that would be something for sure. And our final honorable mention: a member of the NWO Wolfpack, Brian Ortega, sitting at one and one on the year, one and zero, of course, uh, for the Wolfpack. Um, John, what do you love about Brian Ortega and using him in the featherweight division? Yeah, Brian is, uh, Brian is an exciting prospect on our team. You know, Brian was brought in, uh, as has been well-documented at this point, Max. I don't think, uh, it's to any surprise that we've had our challenges with Conor McGregor. Uh, and we really needed someone to come in and be someone who could, uh, be a legitimate contender at featherweight. And we told Brian coming in that that was going to be him. He was going to be our guy. We weren't going to be uh, messing around with other fighters. I, I truly love his ability to uh, to stand. He's got a great move set, very underrated move set. Uh, of course, 
Um, his, his health is also something that's underrated. He's got a great chin. He's got 96 recovery and his leg health is 94. So those are things that I love to see in a fighter. And then of course, last, but certainly not least, uh, the craftiness max with the submissions. This is T city after all that we're talking about. Uh, and I'm, I am very much looking forward to the entire FFL seeing a couple of more wrinkles from the NWO Wolfpack on their fighting. Wow, that that right there has definitely hyped me up for Ortega's next appearance. Uh, and that's just the honorable mentions, boys. We are, crazy. We, we, are, uh, we are headed towards a classic podcast episode, I can tell you that, with John bringing those ratings and uh, statistics out of there. Um, so let's get to it. Prospect of the year. Again, this is a fighter with four or less appearances. There was a few that didn't make the cut, that didn't make honorable mention, but these... Uh, are the elite of the elite based on their performances thus far. And uh, first up is the current interim lightweight champion, Islam Mahashev of the Corporation. Next, Edson Barboza of the Darce Knights. Alistair Overeem of the Nation of Domination the current featherweight champ. I mean, it's, it's a tough situation for her right now. And all of our thoughts rest with this nominee, Holly Holm, uh, former heavyweight champion, Cyril gone, just a, a loss away uh, and a close one to John Jones from being four and oh, and who knows where he'd be right now. Uh, Jared Cannonier, sneaky little, uh, Middleweight at three and one, middleweight and lightweight, I should say. And finally, speaking of uh, light heavyweight, the light heavyweight champion, um, Gokan Saki. John, those are the nominees for prospect of the year. Um, why don't you talk about a couple that stick out to you? Yeah, first of all, I got to give you kudos for this new category because it's it's really, really awesome. Um the names on this list, the seven people on this list, uh, all deserve, very deserving, and could easily win this award. I think that's why it's such a great category. Uh, look, I mean, it's, it's tough to pick a few that stand out because they all stand out, right? Uh, starting at the top of the list, Islam Mahachev coming onto the scene, signed by the corporation right away. Um, the storyline, knowing that Khabib was on the corporation, brings in his longtime friend and training partner in Islam, uh, and just hit the ground running. 3-0, and IC light, uh, lightweight champ, has gone through the fire, uh, defeated Justin Gaethje to win that uh, interim title. Absolute uh, fantastic performances that we've seen from Islam Mahashev. Edson Barbosa, man, you want to talk about a fighter uh, that has been hyped and has lived up to that hype, it's got to be Edson Barbosa in the hands of the Darce Knights. Uh, didn't get a fight until pretty recently. Uh, Jose Aldo tweeted out to Edson. They agreed on about, uh, again, this is the Darce Knights' first overall pick. This is the guy, is Edson Barbosa. He goes on uh, a tear and defeats, um, defeats Jose Aldo, defeats Yair Rodriguez, um, has just been 
everything you could have expected out of him. He's been fantastic across the board. And uh, he did he beat uh, Volkanovski as well, Max? Who did he beat for, to go 3-0? I believe it was – yeah, I think it was Volkanovski. Yeah, so three high-quality opponents that he's defeated. He's already made his intentions known about where he wants to be. He wants to be a champion. Again, he's on the prospect list. He's absolutely getting close. Um, Edson Barbosa is at the top of my list in this category. Um, I, I'm not going to speak on Holly just because uh, we don't even know, Max, uh, if she'll be with us long term. She's still in a coma. It is chemically induced, um, but just so difficult to talk about her uh, in the sense of an award show just with her fighting for her life. But I uh, I will be heading to the hospital later and would love to pass this nomination along to her while she is in her slumber. Um, Cyril Gahn, of course, lost a laser, like razor, razor close uh, fight against John Jones in the Kumite. One of the most classic fights you'll ever see. Had John not landed that last elbow, he was on his way to getting knocked out by Cyril Gahn. And then you're talking about a 4-0 heavyweight champ and to your point where would he be now so uh, Cyril Gunn and then Jared Cannonier, incredible Alistair Overeem in- incredible runs uh, Gokan Saki who can forget uh, the Anthony Rumble Johnson knockout and then shocking the world against Israel Adesanya man I-, I just mentioned everyone on this list Max and it's because we put together such a great list here um so uh, what are your thoughts on, on these, these uh, men and women on this list? Yeah, I think um, there's definitely some that stand out above the others. There's some big names on here. Um, you know, how would you not talk about the light heavyweight champion? Gets, you know, absolutely pushed to the moon after the f- crazy flash knockout to Rumble Johnson, which remember how hurt Gokansaki was after uh, going to Badly. touch gloves uh, and then absolutely melts uh, Rumble Johnson, gets the, the crazy title shot, upsets Israel Adesanya, two big wins there. He's got another uh, big fight uh, coming up uh, at Bloodsport. We will see what happens there. We have Jared Cannonier, I think definitely uh, is – you know, a talented prospect. He's had a couple of big wins. Um, you know, had a great showing in that middleweight gauntlet where he took his first loss. But, um, you know, I don't think he's prospect of the year thus far. Uh, you did a great job talking about Cyril. I got to talk about Holly Holm and spend a, a, just a few more seconds on her. Um, because if you look at this list and you ask yourself, who has the two biggest wins on this list? It's Holly Holm defeating Cyborg in absolutely bulldog fashion, mowing Cyborg down, basically, uh, after Cyborg's amazing performance against Amanda Nunez, and then basically doing the exact same thing to Amanda. Uh, it's, it's Holly. It's Holly. She's got the two biggest wins thus far. Um, so, I mean, that's just an interesting point. Um, Overeem, you know, now a prime Overeem, uh, off to, you know, a, a three and one start, his loss 
Um, of course, is to John Jones, something that him and Cyril Gunn have in common. Um, Edson Barboza, you know, off to a very hot start, um, beating Jose Aldo, uh, defeating, of course, uh, Volkanovsky and Yair Rodriguez, um, and having, you know, a really great beginning to his to his run here in the FFL. And Islam, you know, you, you said it all there, Islam, IC lightweight champ. It's very close. Uh, the Croatian Commission just handed me the envelope, John. Are you ready? Oh, my God. It, it's what, how much nostalgic do you have right now getting handed uh, that envelope? Yeah, the envelope is, is unbelievable. Uh, and so another new format to uh, the award show is that we have, a, we have a bronze, silver, and gold place for this award, uh, for these awards, I should say. Um, so taking the bronze, essentially third place for prospect of the year. It's, it's her, it's her, it's the featherweight champ. It's Holly Holm. Here she comes. Here she would come, I should say, if she was here with us tonight. Oh, yeah. Let's get that music Beautiful. off, guys. Yeah, there's the Wolfpack music. Uh, they played it up in the Titan Tron uh, here behind us, John. And uh, I know this, this, this feels good to, uh, to have some positivity shown uh, towards the NWO Wolfpack. Next up oh, in you. yeah, next up in silver place for prospect of the year. This is uh some new entrance music. I'm not sure we who this is. This. Yeah, yeah, who is heard, this? Who's this? Oh, oh my be. god. It had to be. There's, he's got a couple on here. Who is it? It's, it's, oh, it's Gokun Saki. White heavyweight champion. Gets the silver. You had to think if this award show took place, you had to think if this award show took place after Bloodsport and after Gokun Saki, uh, you know, successfully defended this title, he would come in first place. But uh, go Kinsaki. I, I love the call. Absolutely razor close uh, between all these guys. But go Kinsaki, uh, I mean, he doesn't have the two biggest wins, but he's got the two maybe most influential. You, you think of the, the super exciting fight against Rumble Johnson and the way he flash knocked him out in a knockout we haven't seen before. And then a massive, massive underdog similar to Juliana Pena against Israel Adesanya, and he takes home the light heavyweight championship. Um, it, it makes complete sense to me, John. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, no one is going to argue with this pick. I mean, just someone who came out of the gate on paper, not the strongest card, not the strongest fighter, right? Clearly has gaps and holes. But Christian and the Doris Knights has done, have done absolutely an incredible job of uh, allowing fighters to fight above their uh, their cards, and he's he's proven that uh, across the entire season. So absolutely well deserved. 
All right, John, I'm going to put the pressure on you now. Um, there's, there's only one left. It's the gold place. We have Islam. We have Edson. We have Alistair. We have Cyril gone. We have Jared Cannonier. Prediction? Man, killing me right now. Uh, this, is, this is really tough. Really, really tough. Any one of those guys could win this. Um, my heart is really, it, it comes down to two guys for me. It comes down to Islam Mahachev and Edson Barbosa. That's, that's the two that I really feel like deserve this award at this point. Um, Islam winning the interim lightweight championship on short notice against a dangerous Justin Gaethje, um, a tremendous run he's been on, right? And he does hold gold. Uh, Edson does not. But what Edson has is three signature victories, one against Jose Aldo, who is very, very dangerous. Uh, he buzzsawed buzz his way through Yair Rodriguez, a little bit more of a challenging fight. And then he beats a surging uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, man, both are so, so, so deserving. Um, listen, I'm just going to err on the side of the gold situation and just go with Islam. But both fighters, it's, uh, it's almost a coin flip, Max. Yeah, it's very close. And it's interesting when you look at their victories. Uh, Barbosa's got, you know, a rare victory over the NWO Wolfpack. He's got a victory over the Nation of Domination. He's got a victory over Bullet Club. Mahashev, of course, beat uh, Dustin, got a victory over the Bullet Club. He has uh, the rare victory over uh, NWO Wolfpack against Gaethje, and he's beaten uh, Hooker of Team Apex. So, I mean, the, the competition's stiff for both fighters. Let's see, uh, let's see who it is. In gold place and midseason prospect of the year, Wow, really building it up here, the suspense. I, had, I remember that music. Oh! <laughs> oh, here he comes with the title, John. It's Islam Mahashev. He's in the studio. This is incredible. Yeah, he's got the Walking suit on. Walking down the ramp, beautiful. Look at him. Holding up, holding up the title. And it's uh, the interim lightweight champion. And let's not forget the lightweight ultimate fighter as well. And I think that's probably the difference there. Uh, Islam prospect of the year, big free agent signing. And, uh, you know, looking at this list, it's, it, I mean, it makes sense. I think the biggest snub, of course, is probably Edson Barbosa. But, uh, I mean, how could you not say Holly's on this list? How could you not put Gokhan on this list? And this list isn't complete without Islam Mahashev. So uh, three champs, uh, one interim, uh, taking home the, the prize there. So let's move on to the next num the next category, John, if you're ready. I'm so ready. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and move over to, uh, to one of my favorite categories that is also new this year, and it's upset of the year. We've had a lot of upsets uh, over this time um, in the FFL since we rebranded. Uh, been some really massive upsets, and I'm just going to get right to the nominees. We have the Magic Man Marlon Marais over Sugar Sean O'Malley at Mortal Kombat in the Mortal Kombat fight. We have, this one's near and dear to my heart, uh, Hinnon Barrow 
over Pyotr Jan in the Ultimate Fighter semis. Um, once again, me getting upset with uh, Yuri Prohaka beating Jan Bohovic twice. Uh, we've got Mighty Mouse defeating Brandon Moreno for the Flyweight Championship at Night of Champions 3. Gokensaki, the aforementioned Gokensaki, defeating Israel Adesanya at Double or Nothing for the Light Heavyweight Championship. And finally, he's back. The Magic Man pulled another rabbit out of his hat at the Ultimate Fighter finale after the, the statement from Pyotr, after the loss and how he was focusing on you know, getting back to the mountaintop and winning comes out looking so clean and, and the magic man tucks that arm behind Piotr Jan's back and sends Jan on his first two fight losing streak ever. John, I'll uh I'll pass it to you again. Gimme give, give me one or two of these that sticks out to you. Another great category and another list of nominees that are just Incredible. I mean, so many of these could absolutely win this award. Um, you know, the two that stick out to me on this list uh, have to be Mighty Mouse over Brandon Moreno and Marais over Jan. Tough finale. So those are the two that stick out to me. Um, Saki over Adesanya, just the stakes were so high as well. Let me put that one in there too. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about those three. So Marais over Jan, we're talking about uh, Piotr Jan, who absolutely um, takes a loss in the tough house, comes back on the tough finale, and uh, Marlon Marais is the guy who is going to be the person who Jan makes an example out of, right? Clearly a mistake that he lost in the tournament. He is going to make Marais pay for everything that uh, he didn't get done in the previous round. And Man, it went a lot different than anybody could have expected. I think went different than Jan could have expected. Maybe even went different than Marais would have expected, although um, I'm not so sure about that and the confidence of that team. But, uh, but that was so shocking. I was in the booth, and I remember that, that knockout happening, and it was, it was shocking. It put Piotr Jan into a different place uh, in that sense. Um, the other thing that uh, sticks out to me is Brandon Moreno and Mighty Mouse. This was a fight where Brandon Moreno was undefeated, uh, looked like a world beater, didn't look like much was going to stand in his way. And a uh, flash knockout fight, uh, it was uh, the stipulation on that specific card and, no, this is this is oh, before the flash. Knockout. Oh, it this was. Is the, I'm sorry. Yeah, yes. yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, and there's a lot of controversy surrounding this fight, but on paper, um, the defeat of Mighty Mouse over Brandon Moreno at Night of Champions three, losing the title, it goes to Mighty Mouse. Uh, definitely had everyone stunned. It was an absolute shocker. Uh, Mighty Mouse cashing in on his biggest win of his career in this league. And Moreno uh, got stunned on that, on that night. And then the last one, Max, uh, Gokun Saki over Adesanya, double or nothing. Uh, 
Surely for the fact uh, we had seen a lot from the Darce Knights and Christian to suggest that he was the real deal up until this point. But because of the amount of time on that first fight, the fact that it ended with three strikes from Saki, uh, the push was so massive to go from that to a title shot. And it just felt like we didn't know who Gokan Saki was. Uh, we had no idea that uh, he could stand in there with the last style bender and defeat him in a vicious way with a spinning hook kick uh, to win uh, the light heavyweight title on that massive push. And so that one absolutely sticks out to me as one where it was like our jaws were on the floor. You know, did we think that Christian could do that? Sure, of course. But based on what we saw from Saki, it was as if it was his debut. Uh, and to go in there and get that win in that way, unbelievable. So those are the three that stick out to me. Yeah, those definitely do stick out. Uh, I I have to comment on, uh, you know, the two Marlon Marais victories and the Mighty Mouse victory. Yeah. All super uh, important to the Savage Joes. Um, he defeats me for the first time on the Ultimate Fighter finale while I'm using Piotr Jan, right? Uh, defeats you for the first time with Mighty Mouse over Brandon Moreno and then had had a victory over AJ previous to this, uh, but not with one of AJ's better fighters, Sugar Sean O'Malley, and it wasn't by knockout. It was by submission. So he knocks out Sugar twice to win the Mortal Kombat fight. Uh, so I just had to put some shine on Trevor there. Uh, these wins, I'm sure, are uh, are absolutely massive for him, three of his biggest wins ever. And they are huge, huge upsets in the way they went down, all knockouts as well. So and uh, Marais, you know, although hasn't amassed the best uh, record, man, he's on here twice. So I wonder what's next for Marlon Marais. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then Yuri Prohaska, one of the best light heavyweights. I was just looking at his record today, John. Seven and four on the season. Incredible. Yeah, and against, against a world beater in Jan early in the season, you have to keep in mind, just for context, Yuri over Jan twice in a very short span of time early in the season, Jan on the corporation. I mean, this is a very different Jan Blahovich than um, the current Jan Blahovich. And so... Uh, these wins were absolutely unbelievable. I almost feel bad that I didn't talk about them. And this is sometimes the, the, the lesson that we have to learn and get better at with recency bias, Max, because those two wins were massive. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole – everybody in this has been yeah, it's just amazing. It is amazing, and uh, I have the envelope, John. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Bronze, bronze place for upset of the year is. Baby, I'm taking on you tonight. That's right. It's the Savage Joes. Who's going to come out? Let's go. It's Marlon Marais. There he is. It's Marlon Marais. Which, which fight is it? Which, which fight is it? It's, oh, he's, oh, wow. Yeah, bro. What is that's he where, holding? That's where 
He's holding up a picture of Piotr Jan oh, and- with his with his hand behind his back and Marlon Marais over him. What a dick. What a fucking dick this guy is. No, I'm just kidding. Marlon Marais, oh, you're good people, man. It's all, hey, yeah. What's up, Marlon? Nice, yeah, what's up, Marlon? Yeah. What's, what a guy, man. Comes over, gives me the fist bump. Uh, it's all, it's it's all in good there. fun. Yeah, it's all in good fun. Marlon Marais over Piotr Jan. I'm honestly surprised it's this low, John. Um, Same. Uh, Piotr Jan actually had a victory over Marlon Marais this season in the Grand Prix, and it was uh, it was not pretty. But, um, yeah, that comes up in bronze place. Let's move on. Silver place. Uh, we know who this is now. Oh, man. He, he gets he gets another placing here. But who it's, is it? It's silver place. He's got a couple on here. It's... Oh, oh, I know that silhouette. It's the Bantamweight champion. There he is. Hidden Barrow. No, no, wow. don't take your shirt off. No one wants yeah, to see that tattoo. Nobody, the tattoo, man. We're good. We're good, yes. Keep that shit on. Wow, the Bantamweight champion holding the title high. I've seen those sunglasses before. Christian wears those. I think they're Persols. Wow, unbelievable. Looking good. Looking good, man. Yeah, the banner. He actually looks pretty jacked. We haven't seen him for some time, but Hinnan Burrell takes a silver place there, and Piotr Jan makes the upset list twice. What bullshit that is. Um, yeah, it's tough. It is tough, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's it wasn't a massive upset, right? By the time that the fight happened, we knew Christian was legit. We knew he was legit, especially with kickboxers. But he was a slight underdog. I mean, we're talking about the guy that lost to a spinning back fist by Rob Font like a week, a few weeks before, right? And we're talking about Piotr Jan. I mean, undefeated Piotr Jan, and not just undefeated this season. I I was eleven and zero with him over two seasons. No, he was and, absolutely untouchable. Yeah, and uh, I think just the manner of victory, the fact that it wasn't really a close fight. Jan had some moments block boxing, uh, but Barrow just absolutely zapped the uh, the stamina and the energy away from Jan, and uh, just elevated and made Jan look like he was outclassed. And I think that's why. This is Silver Place, and I'm excited to see Gold Place, John. Me too. Let's go. Let's hear it. Oh, he doubles up. (laughs) Yes, he did. It's Demetrius, Mighty Mouse Johnson, former flyweight champion, thanks to his knockout victory of Brandon Moreno at Night of Champions 3. Yeah, he's one of the best ever, John. He was amazing on this night, though there was some controversy. He earns Trevor uh, his second title that he'd ever held. Of course, he held the welterweight championship with Nate Diaz. But to get a second title and to get it in a title fight against the NWO Wolfpack, that just doesn't happen, folks. So, uh, wow, a couple of, couple of major upsets for, for Trevor here taking home some gold. A lot of hardware. A lot of hardware. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on, John. I'm gonna so, allow I'm gonna allow you actually to read uh, the nominees for something that you are just so good at these days. Uh, you've really taken it to a new level, 
And that's got to be commentary of the year. If you could uh, read out the nominees for us. Oh, it would be my pleasure. Uh, so the nominees for commentary of the year. Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Marlon Marais one. Of course, Max in the booth for that one. Classic. Spear! <laughs> what a fight! <laughs> Man, such a good one. Uh, the second nominee, Tony Ferguson versus Robbie Lawler in uh, an, an epic clash. Man, this I can't believe this is the first place we're seeing this, this, uh, this fight. Uh, John and Christian in the booth for that. Shout out to Christian, who's been absolutely incredible in the booth this season. Uh, amazing. Not enough superlatives for him, Max. Jim Miller versus Ruslan Kabilov. Two, Christian and John in the booth. If you haven't watched that, you, you need to stop what you're doing right now. Pause this episode and go watch that fight. It's unbelievable. Piotr Jan versus Rafael Asuncao. Christian and myself in the booth again for that one. One of the most dominant uh, performances in, in either season that we've ever seen. Piotr Jan, just an assassin in that one. The Dagestan deathmatch, Habib versus Connor. Frank and AJ in the booth for that one. An absolute classic. Commentary, fights, it had it all. And finally, Jorge Masvidal versus Chaos Kobe Covington. Max in the booth for that one as well. Sugar Sean versus Marais and Masvidal Covington were almost back to back. They were they were the next night, next days. Uh, unbelievable performance from you. Uh, Christian and myself in the booth, there's been fireworks this year. There's no doubt about it. It's hard to argue with any of the ones that we're on. And then, of course, man, Frank and AJ, that Dagestan deathmatch, the stakes in that fight, uh, the commentary in that fight, a lot of special stuff. But, Max, I'm going to pass it to you, man. Which, which fights here really stand out to you out of this category? I think, um, I think there's different levels of what we're seeing. Uh, from these different sets of commentary. I think uh, the all three of the John and Christians, um, you guys have absolute fireworks. I mean, you said it. Um, it's very entertaining to listen to the color and the play-by-play by you guys. Um, I mean, Imanari role. He's got an Imanari role. I mean, it's just unbelievable the work that you guys, <laughs> the work that you guys have done together this year. Um, Miller Kabalov too. I had to go back and, and watch that. And it's, I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, Yana Sun Sao was definitely fun. The way you guys just kind of dissected, uh, Piotr Jan's best performance of the year there. Um, you have me solo in the booth for Sugar Marais and Masvidal Covington. Um, you know, I had to handle the play-by-play and the color, and uh, I really feel like these are my two greatest performances of all time in the booth. Solo. Uh, solo. And then we have the Dagestan death match. And it's almost like the, the weight and the gravity of all these other fights compared to the Dagestan death match between Khabib and Connor. It's like unparalleled. And I think that Frank and, Frank and AJ brought uh, a cerebralness and a seriousness that the, this fight needed in the booth uh, to and a, and a fan and a fan presence too. Like yeah. you felt you felt their 
their uh, the fan in them coming out with each Absolutely. each round that passed. Absolutely, uh, but I have to say, you know, it's I'm sure it was hard for the Croatian Commission to pick three uh, out of this list, um, and how they are going to rank them is beyond me. But uh, some great performances, and I'm looking forward to more. Um, but let's go ahead and get started here with the bronze place as I open up the envelope. Bronze place for commentary of the year. Is. Wow, they're really leaving us hanging here. Yeah, it's uh... <laughs> It's tough right now. Sometimes the production I... team. Guys, come on. Who is it? Guys, come on. You know, they might be getting people together in the back. I mean, they could be, but... I mean, there could be an issue because I'm ringside. So if it's... If I'm involved uh... in the... I don't... Yeah, I mean, but can we get some answers at least? Yeah. Yeah, we're just sitting here waiting, guys. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. Um... Guys, can tel- we get teleprompter Hello. telling us we're fucking did you see live? That, Max? No, what what I miss? Telling us to run the ad. Oh, okay, yeah. So I guess we'll play the ad and we'll see it on the other side. This portion of the FFL podcast is brought to you by Genshin Impact. And with more, here's John. Thank you for that, Christian. Genshin Impact is a role action playing game. Published and developed by MiHoYo. This is a game that is free to play and is monetized through gacha game mechanics. And of course, Genshin Impact, developed by the great Kai Hayaoi. And the composer on this specific game is Yu Peng Chen. Of course, everybody knows that Genshin Impact takes place in the fantasy world of Teyvat, which is home to seven distinct nations, each of which is tied to a different element and ruled by a different god. If you go to the PlayStation Store and you purchase the digital version of Genshin Impact, Genshin Impact is free to play. Uh, the promo code will get you uh, multiple avatars inside the game that will be redeemable on June of 2024. Genshin Impact, the only way to win is to play. All right, guys, we're back, and uh, wow, what a cliffhanger that was. Bronze place for commentary of the year. But you gotta like the output here down the stretch. Man, that cut is just getting... Oh, my God, O'Malley begging for a finish. Goes for the uppercut. Marais gets a takedown spear. What a fight. What a fight. Let's look back at some of the action, DC. They go the distance tonight, but you got to think he won over the judges with his striking acumen tonight. Yeah, you got to watch one of the best. There it is. It's the Sugar Show. The Corporation. Versus Marlon Marais. Max. And, well uh, yeah, what a what an unbelievable fight that was. Very underrated uh, for one of the best fights of the year. Um, and that's really where my, my commentary, I feel like, ascended to the next level there. Um, an, an amazing performance, absolutely. Yeah, I gotta gotta give you so much credit for that. Um, up into if if you go back and watch that fight and you watch the build, um, 
one of my favorite things to do with this fight is start the fight and listen to the first minute of commentary from Max. So calm, so composed, really analytical, nice and calm voice. And if you listen to the last 10 seconds of that fight, um, it just is such a great way to, to share what, what happened in the fight and how epic it was. So, man, you captured our hearts on that night, Max. Well, well done with that call. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, we've got it queued up here. Silver place for commentary of the year. Oh, my God. The cameramen are even smirking. The chance in the arena, Jim still got it, is one of the chants. So he goes for the clinch. Oh, Both the fighters landing oh strikes. God. The reversal from Jim Miller. He's oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is wild. How do you score it? How do you score it? This is unbelievable. Jim Miller is on. <laughs> Miller's on life support. He gets completely flattened. Damn it, Ivy! Damn it, Ivy! This is it. It has to be it. It has to be it. It's John, I know you can't feel it, but I'm grabbing on your blazer right now. It's over. It's gotta be over. How is Jim Miller alive? It's gotta be over. I can't believe this. You and Christian completely, <laughs> completely outdoing yourself there. Uh, awesome, awesome job, John. Yeah, that was such an incredible fight. Um, it was a dark match. It's one of the best sequels to a fight we've ever seen. Um, so much so that Christian uh, did everything in his power to get back to the arena and get, get into the booth and commentate for that one. And it lived up to the hype. It really did. And, you know, it's tough to, it's tough to comprehend what's happening um, on the pod. So I encourage you to go back. We'll We'll put some info in the comments field. Maybe we'll do some links or something, Max, to uh, to link them yeah, to some of these. Yeah, they're hearing um, – they will hear the clips in uh, crystal clear HD here on the pod. That's Absolutely. what you guys are hearing. But you're hearing it out of context, right? You got to go back. You got to watch these fights. You got to um, because what, what was happening in the fight was Jim Miller, no stamina, completely destroyed. Uh, Kabilov coming in for the kill, um, getting flattened with a head kick. He's on the ground looking to finish with ground and pound. Jim Miller with the, one of the most unbelievable reverses of all time. I can't catch my breath. I'm, 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 in, I'm weeping openly. Christian is saving me. He's holding on to my blazer at ringside. It had everything. It was such a great moment. Uh, I was honored to share the booth with, uh, with Christian for that fight. All right. And uh, the gold placing for commentary of the year goes to unbelievable fight Covington saying bring it on unbelievable these guys are taunting oh Covington goes for a takedown and Masvidal sprawls beautiful sprawl from Masvidal oh the sweet chin barely misses Covington lands some shots in the clinch big judo toss Big judo toss. You know the routine. You know the routine. Covington goes into top mount. Masvidal's got to hang on. Oh, what a dodge. What a dodge. No, back. No, what a dodge. What a dodge.
Fight for What a fight, ladies and gentlemen. Covington badly needing a finish. We've got 50 seconds left. Covington needs the finish. Is he going to push? Does he think he's done enough? Oh, he's done so much, but he's been put on his ass four times this round. Goes for the takedown. Great defense that does Masvidal. 30 seconds left. Surely, surely this won't go to decision. There's no way. <laughs> so much damage on both sides. The block completely compromised. Colby. Colby, you've got 15 seconds. Masvidal, the clinch. He goes for the takedown. It's unsuccessful. They're going to bang it out to end the fight. Big overhand goes Masvidal. This crowd is losing their minds. What a fight. Oh. Fight forever in the afternoon. Back-to-back -back days. Amazing fights. Wow, this one really picked up in the second round after Masvidal had the big lead in the first round. The third round, Masvidal puts Colby on his ass every chance he got. I think we're looking at a 29-28 decision for Masvidal. Let's listen. Oh my god, the 10-8. 10-8, there was a 10-8 it's just it's the it is <laughs> listen there is a very specific reason on my twitch channel that this is a saved clip forever forever it is the greatest call in ffl history and it's going to be very hard to top by the end of this year max that was one of the greatest moments uh it rivals some of the the calls from season one in the mcc um unbelievable commentary from you and to do it solo in the booth takes a special human um and you know it just had everything you wanted and that fight was masvidal really doing a number on covington and covington getting the judo toss you know the routine the the ground and pound what a dodge what a dodge um such a great moment. It will always, always, forever be uh, the greatest call for me. So well done.